Yeah, round of applause, round of applause. Don't mind me, don't mind me. Well, hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to our student takeover weekend. As Nicole said, where our lovely students and youth leaders in the youth ministry get the opportunity to lead us in our weekend services. Uh, we're really excited that we get to do this. And just one more time, can we clap and give a round of applause for all the students in the room? Yeah. Well, for joining us here online, it's good to see you too. My name is Russell Wilson, and I am one of the, I am the student pastor here at Copper Hills Church. And uh, it's really cool. Once a year, we get to do this right after we have our junior high and our high school camp experience. And it's just so cool for me personally to be able to see high school and junior high students serve and lead in the worship team, serve on the tech teams and what's going on behind the scenes, and just being a part of the church body as a whole on a weekend like this. And I'm actually really glad that we ended with that last song called Wonder. It's a song by Hillsong United because that's the topic of our discussion here today. You see, for all of July, we've been in this series called The Life. And today we're going to be looking at how a life lived with Jesus can bring wonder, awe, and excitement into that. But before we do so, I want us to ponder a couple questions that I have for us. And they're kind of some serious questions. You're going to have to take some time to really sit and think about it. And so here are those three questions that I have for us right away today. Have you become desensitized to God by the things of this world? Are you in a season of your life where you just feel stuck in a rut? And have you lost the awe and wonder of who God is in your life? What I'd like for us to do now is with the people next to us or around us, maybe somebody that you trust or if you're online, whoever you're sitting with or watching with, I'd like for you guys to have a conversation and share what you typically turn to when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed out or you just feel stuck in your life. Talk about what you do when you get to that point that you just want to numb your mind and you just want to numb your heart. So take a moment to share those things with some people sitting next to you or whoever you're sitting with while you're watching online. Go ahead. Got about 15 more seconds. Well, awesome. Thank you guys for sharing with the people next to you or around you. I just want to be honest with you guys right from the beginning. One of the things that I'll often turn to and attempt to numb or distract myself is video games and social media. I can get stuck playing video games or scrolling on social media for hours. I have students in the youth group who love to play this video game called Rocket League. And if you know it, then you know what it is. But if you don't, here's what Rocket League is. You drive this miniature car around and you have to hit a giant soccer ball 
into a giant soccer goal. I like to play this with mud a lot. And the extra part of this is your car can fly in the air on these rocket boosters at the same time, and you can blow up other cars. Now, who wouldn't want to play that video game for hours? Come on. I also have friends from high school and college, and we like to get together at night online and play FIFA and Call of Duty late into the hours. And at the same time, don't even get me started on social media like Instagram, Facebook, and Bleacher Report. I actually had to turn on time restrictions on my phone so that way I would shut off my social media at a certain part of the day because otherwise my wife would not love me and I would not get to sleep in the same bed as her. And I really wanted to do that. But I think there's something to be said about these things in our life that, these things that we turn to that are just an effort to, to numb our minds or to break away from reality or to desensitize our hearts, right? We just live lives where things don't always go our way at times. And it, it's really hard to look on the bright side of things. Life gets hard. We've got early mornings, we've got full days, we've got late nights. And it feels like we never get to do the things that we want to do anymore. Bills stack up, friends and family begin to feel distant. It doesn't feel like we have an attainable personal life anymore. And not even to mention our relationship with God feels like it's moving nowhere. I mean, is this really the life that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit would have for me? What is so exciting and wonderful and awesome about this sort of life with Jesus? Can anybody else relate to that? I know I can, I can relate to that a lot. Go ahead and take a, take a look at this video for me really quick. Life can be all of those things that we just talked about. Hard, overwhelming, this feeling of being stuck in a rut, not going our way. I can assure you here today that that is not the life that Jesus brings when we choose to live a life with him. Just as you saw in that video, Jesus is our good shepherd. Jesus brings a life that is way more fulfilling than we ever thought it was going to be when we enter into this relationship with him. On our own, all we can do is survive in this world, but with Jesus, we're actually meant to thrive in this world. That video we just watched is based out of the Gospel of John in the Bible, chapter 10, and it mentions how Jesus is the good shepherd and we are actually his sheep. And we get to read in verse 10, it's Jesus' words, he says this, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give you a rich, satisfying, and abundant life. You see, Jesus offers a relationship and a life that is meant to be lived to the fullest. And we can often get in the way of that because we think we know what's best. We think we know what we need. And we try to take control of our own. And then what happens is the thief, that is Satan, comes by in the form of the world to kill, 
steal, and destroy all the things that we have going for us. We get to see Jesus continue this analogy of himself as the good shepherd in scripture. And it's specifically seen in Luke 15 where he uses this parable of a lost sheep as an example. And so I'm gonna read Jesus' words, verses three through seven in Luke 15. Here's what it says. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, won't he joyfully carry it home on his shoulders? When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and turns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. In this parable, there is this lost sheep. And if we are the lost sheep, like we are that representation in this parable, then Satan wants to do everything he can to continue for us to be lost and alone and separated from Jesus so we can't obtain this abundant life with him. But Jesus comes to rescue us individually even when we are lost. It means he leaves the 99 others, those who are good and those that are having and living an abundant life, and he comes for us, the one. The good shepherd is for all forever. He leaves the 99, he wants all 100. One of the greatest things that God ever did for us was to come into this world and appear in human form as his son Jesus, the good shepherd. You see, because of Jesus' life here on earth, we get to see a glimpse of the exciting, awesome, and full of wonder life that he gives to those he's in relationships with. I mean, just check out a couple of these characters from the Bible. I'm going to read them off to you and think of their relationships with Jesus. Because Peter dropped the net and became a fisher of men, he got to experience walking on water during crazy windstorms and crazy rains. Before him, the only person that actually did that was Jesus himself. Think about the disciples, John and James, they're actually brothers. They got to experience the transfiguration of Jesus on a mountain, which is where Jesus' face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. And even then, in that same moment, moment, Moses and the prophet Elijah appeared and started talking to Jesus. That would have been a wondrous moment. Mary Magdalene was one of the first women to travel with Jesus and his disciples. And she was also the first person to stop and see Jesus as he raised from the grave. The apostle Paul had the most exciting journey in his relationship with Jesus. He had his name changed. He planted many churches. He performed miracles, and he traveled all over the Mediterranean Sea, stopping in places like Rome, Athens, Jerusalem, Macedonia, and Asia. You see, because of Jesus, these men and women got to experience so much excitement and so much wonder in their life. And it was all because they chose to invest in the life and relationship that Jesus offered them. When I was writing this, I was thinking about what does it really mean to live a life of, of wonder and awe, the life that Jesus gives? And I kind of came to this conclusion, it's threefold, that I'm living a life of wonder when I see the world God's way, when I walk in the light, when I live fully into my new life. Once again, those, threes, those three are when I see the world God's way, when I walk in the light, and when I live fully into my new life. And let me break those three things down for you in a moment. The first one is this, 
Living a life of wonder means seeing the world God's way. So we have God who created the world, and he said, he said it was good. And then he created you and me, humans, and he said it was very good. And this all happens in the first two chapters of Genesis. And then I began to think about anything that I have ever created in my life, I would not want that thing to be destroyed or broken or to get lost. Now, the extent of my creations are just drawings in kindergarten that got thrown up on the fridge or my little pottery ceramics things that came from my ceramics class in high school or my no-look passes that I try to imitate like Chris Paul that really don't even work half the time. And then I remembered that Jesus entered the world, who is God, and he brought the foundational pieces of grace, love, truth, and freedom for this world. And not to mention that Jesus brought the good news. He himself is the good news, the gospel, that we can have eternal life through him because of the sacrifice that he made for us, just like a good shepherd would do for his sheep. God made a wonderful and beautiful world that points everything back to himself. And just to put a cherry on top, he brought himself into the world for us. Seeing the world God's way means recognizing wonderful creation and beautiful people. Here's the second one. Living a life of wonder means walking in the light. John 8 verse 12 is Jesus' words and he says this, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. All of those ruts we get stuck in, the distant relationships we begin to have with others and the mundane, hard parts of life we live don't have to have control and take over our hearts and minds anymore. You see, Jesus gives us the light in himself to walk through those dark moments and live a life that still has excitement and wonder even in the dark. We can even look at Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, which where Jesus declares to us that we also have this light for the whole world to see. We're told to go and let our good deeds shine out, praising the Heavenly Father in everything we do. You see, it doesn't just stop at what Jesus can do for us, but it also goes as far as what we can do for Jesus. Jake said it last week that when opportunity comes, obedience should follow. And I'm here to also say, when obedience follows, wonder takes place all around you. Friends start to have conversations about Jesus with you. Bosses and coworkers begin to notice something different about you. Family members decide on living the same way that you are, and spouses feel cared for, respected, and loved on more than they ever have before in their life. Walking in the light means letting Jesus be your strength in the darkness and showing those around you that there is someone worth more to live for. The third one is this. Living a life of wonder means you live fully into your new life with Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 simply states, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And I just want to be honest with you. This is probably the hardest one for me to remember. The hardest one for me to grasp and the hardest one for me to do. I so often want to go back to those comfortable bad habits that I have and take the easy route in conversations or relationships with others. I don't want to thank God for the people or the things that he's been putting in my life. And I don't want to ask Jesus to lead me and to reveal more of himself to me. I don't want to invite the Holy Spirit into my day and my work and my conversations anymore. 
And these things end up being warning signs in my life that I'm not living a life with Jesus. Because you see, I disregard God for who he is and the work that he's doing in my life. I expect certain things to go my way, the way I want, when I want. And I'm disinterested in the people and nature around me that points towards Jesus's involvement in the world. It's in these warning signs that we need to remember the truth of scripture that brings us back to a life of wonder with Jesus. Truths like Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Truths like Deuteronomy 10, 17. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He is the great God, the mighty and awesome God. Truths like Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And truths like James 4, 8. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Living fully into your new life with Jesus means recognizing who you were and remembering whose you are. Once again, those three all together is living a life of wonder means seeing the world God's way, walking in the light, and living fully into your new life with Jesus. And while it's very important for us to think about the things that bring wonder and awe and excitement in our life, it's also very important for us to recognize the barriers that come up in our life. For me, those barriers look like being afraid to follow God in circumstances or even being ashamed to say that I follow God. For my wife, those barriers look like it's easy for her to focus on the things of this world that aren't going so good or aren't going so well in her life. Now, you may resonate with one of those two, or you might be thinking about your own barrier that personally hinders you in your relationship with God, but regardless of your barrier, Jesus is the good shepherd for all and forever. And in Psalms 23, it talks about what it looks like to experience a life of awe and wonder regardless of your circumstance. Let me read it out loud for you. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever." You see, this passage talks about the excitement of green meadows and the barriers of darkest valleys. If we, end up, if we were end up to be left for ourselves, we would get stuck in those darkest valleys and never get out. But the awe and wonder that comes from those hard circumstances is that we have a good shepherd who is close to us, never leaves us, and leads us through those valleys. So even when you're living in the rut, the mundane and the darkest valleys. It can feel like a life of awe and wonder isn't for you. However, it's not the green meadows or the darkest valleys that cause wonder and awe. It's Jesus, and he is in both. It's living in the excitement of the unknown and living in the wonder of the present. And something really unique for us is what happened just this past week for our student ministry. We got to live in the excitement of the unknown and in the wonder of the present. As Nicole said this last week, we had summer camp and you saw some photos and you saw some videos. And it was from Sunday to Wednesday. And students would show up at 1 p.m. 
and they would leave at 10 p.m. at night. And the reason we had it here at church was because we were on our Plan C summer camp experience. Three months ago, our Plan A got canceled, and two and a half weeks ago, our Plan B got canceled. So our students entered a camp experience where they had no idea what was going to happen. And if I'm honest with you, my team had no idea what was going to happen either. But I can tell you this, because we knew God's purpose in all these changes wasn't to kill, steal, or destroy students' camp experience, but to give them a rich, satisfying, and abundant life through camp. We got to live in the wonder of the present. Here's what the wonder of the present sounds like. It sounds like 11 students rededicating their life to Jesus for the first time this week. It sounds like six students committing to full-time ministry when they graduate high school and they head off into the world. And it sounds like 28 students deciding to be kingdom workers in their communities. It sounds like 10 students being able to be a part of Copper Hills for the first time because of a Plan C camp experience. That's the wonder of a moment. Myself, Nicole, and all the other adult leaders got to see visible excitement, awe, and wonder go through these students' lives because of what Jesus did through our Copper Hills camp. Students got to see the world God's way through Mustard Seed Network's ministry in Japan and through Kingdom Worker videos of students across the United States. Students got to walk in the light by listening to Paul's message in their lives that Jesus is for all forever and going through small group pursuits and conversations with their adult leaders. And students got to live fully in their new relationships with Jesus because of the whole week of worship, relationships with other students, and their conversations that they were able to have with God. So as we wrap up here today, maybe you're here and you know your life doesn't have the awe and wonder and excitement that it should. And you know it's supposed to, and you want it to be that way, and you actually resonate with some of the warning signs that I mentioned earlier. If that's you, I want you, I want to invite you to partake in one of these three challenges that I think will help us in this life of awe and wonder and excitement with Jesus. The three challenges are this. Start viewing the world God's way. Practice walking in the light and live fully into the new life with Jesus. Maybe viewing the world God's way means really viewing people as beautiful and special or viewing nature as wonderful and awesome. And if you need to work on this, I want to challenge you to keep a running note on your phone or to keep a journal on you at all times and type out or write down any time that you're in nature or you see people and you just say, wow, God, that's really cool. That's awesome. Maybe to practice walking in the light means to recognize the areas in your life where you're stuck in a rut and living in darkness and you need to invite the Holy Spirit in to light the way out. If you need to work on this, I want to challenge you to begin each morning by inviting Jesus into the hard, mundane, dark, and ruddy parts of your life and asking Jesus to be the light out of it. Maybe in order to live fully into a new life with Jesus, you have to recognize who you are in this moment and whose you can be right now. Or recognize who you were in the past and remember whose you are now. If you need to work on this, I want to challenge you to have a conversation with somebody in your life who really shows a life, a new life lived with Jesus and ask them 
how they can help you into getting to be a part of that relationship with Jesus for yourself too. In order to live a life with Jesus and to get out or look past the rut, it ends up taking risk. It ends up meaning we have to go into new experiences. It ends up meaning we have to get on the move. Hebrews 12, 28 says this, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. So while you take risks and seek experiences and are on the move this week, take comfort in knowing that Jesus established an unshakable kingdom with God and life with him, it brings abundant light to your life. I'm gonna pray for us and then let's worship God together in wonder and in awe. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Lord, we want to enter a life with you that pours out awe and wonder and excitement. Lord, you want us to live a life to the fullest. You want us to have good things happening in our life, but God, the reality of sometimes living in this world is that it can be dark. It can be hard. There can be struggles. We can't always feel like we're doing good. We feel like we're stuck and and God, how can we ever do this on our own? And God, thank you for Jesus, the good shepherd, who goes after us when we're stuck and in those dark moments, who wants to bring us out of the rut and live this new abundant life. Jesus, thank you so much for that. Thank you for giving up your life like a good shepherd gives up his life for his sheep if need be. Because you are doing that for us today and you did that for us for. Lord, today would we be challenged to see the world your way, to walk in the light, or to live fully into our new life. For some of us in the room, it, it might be all three. It might be just two, it might be just one. But in this moment, would we take a moment to pause and think through what that is? If we need to begin to see the world more your way, if we need to do a better job at walking in the light, or if maybe for the first time or, or just to do it again, we need to live fully into this new life with you. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for being our good shepherd that just wants to give us an abundant life full of awe, wonder, and excitement. It's your name we pray, amen.